0: Hello and welcome.
1: Welcome everyone
0: to the Courtney and B Hour of Power. Also, <laughs> awesome. also known as Pickles,
1: It is is the podcast.
0: Oh, dude! I am B Jamison. I am Courtney Patel, and we are super organized, obviously, as always. As always, if we were organized, this wouldn't be the podcast. Do you know
1: what I think it is? I think if we were to be too organized, it would be threatening.
0: Yeah, we, we would.
1: We are, in
0: fact, disorganized. To help everyone in yeah. the world, and you know what, I feel mm-hmm. like we are just—we're at the top of our game at this point mm-hmm. in time. So I definitely agree. We, if we were organized, we would too much would get done. <sighs> to, there is such thing as being too productive, exactly. And so that's why we record. We do it to save you the hassle. Yeah, that's why. And you know what? And that just—it just shows how good people we actually are. Exactly. And we're thinking about the community. And it has nothing to do with the fact that we should have recorded three hours ago.
1: Exactly. And we're do, just chin
0: wagging <laughs> drinking coffee. Finished my tea, now we're ready to go. All right, Courtney, how's your week been? <laughs> do we need to even ask? We know what kind of a shitstorm week I've had. Yeah, look, there was a question that I shouldn't have asked Courtney because I know full well how her week went and it wasn't fun. It
1: was just my <laughs> Basically, long story short, car accident. I won't talk about it on here because law.
0: hmm But shit. I hate, I hate people. Shit happens. Um, everyone is fine. No one's dead. No one's injured. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's all we need My to My son know. was
1: not in the car.
0: Yes, Phoenix was not in the car, thank God. <sighs> so all's well that ends well. Mm-hmm. Once it ends, if so anyone has four thousand dollars that
1: <laughs> they would like to <laughs> give to me, um, just hit us up
0: on our email um, or just like, s- DM me. We need to start a Patreon just so you can get money for your um for your fixing your car. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> Please follow us on be become our patron at patreon.com dot slash Pickles
1: and podcast.
0: <laughs> it could work. <sighs> All right, so this week we are talking about. Drum roll, please. Women's representation in media.
1: We're going to get angry, yeah. and who better than you guys to listen to two angry white females?
0: <laughs> yes! Yes! Finally! It's our time to speak. <laughs> it's our time to shine, people. You know what? The white female has just been put down for too long. Too long. Too long. It's our turn. Yep. <laughs> We're actually. Um, I wanted. I'm gonna say it. I want to do an episode on white feminism and white supremacy, as a topic. So that be would inter- be good. I'm interested in doing. Yeah, that. but yes. especially the supremacy part of it. Yeah, well, white white feminism without intersectionality is essentially white supremacy. But let's talk about the media, Courtney.
1: So I would like to start off with a fantastic quote by Jane Fonda. If what gets put out there that creates our consciousness is determined by men. We're not going to make any progress. And she is talking in referral to women in the media and how we're betrayed and how bullshit it is.
0: It's just like essentially this documentary that she was in called Misrepresentation, which I mentioned two weeks ago. Um, But it's it's essentially saying like if we don't put girls into – positions or women into positions where they can create media, we're always going to be seen through the lens of the male gaze. Absolutely. Um, and that – the male gaze. Oh, the male gaze. Such a
1: – makes me shudder.
0: It's The whole idea is like – like we were talking before when we were having a chinwag about the Wonder Woman movie versus the Justice League movie. Mm. And there are the the outfits worn by the Amazons – in the Wonder Woman movie, which is directed by a woman, were like still, I would say, breathable. That was yes. spitting into the mic. Breathable, but also still covered. The mm-hmm. midriff, you know, wasn't flashy in the boobs, wasn't any of that stuff. They weren't over-sexualized. No. But then the same characters in the Justice League movie, which was directed by a guy, were just like tits. Skimpy, and skimpy. little bikini outfits.
1: And the Wonder Woman movie, you know, their hair was tied back. Mm. And this, oh, they've got their beautiful, long, flowing hair because that's what you need when you're going into fight. Uh, and yeah, yeah, just, like in
0: Zack Snyder, just. And the first shot of Wonder Woman in the Justice League movie is an upskirt shot. So, not like it wouldn't, it wasn't overly sexual, but it was still the male gaze of this woman in the corner of a, like, you know, because she's Wonder Woman, up in the corner of this art gallery and then mm-hmm. it's just, like, up her skirt. As it's, it's, I literally turned to um Chris when I saw it, and I was like, are we seeing the same movie? Or, yes. like, and it, it was just all the work that Patty Jenkins had done in Wonder Woman was just completely undone, Yeah, I feel like, with the Justice League movie. <sighs> it's yeah. upsetting. It is upsetting. And I just... The way we look at, like, women in the media as sexual objects is just, like, we we obviously know about it. It's, like, the first thing they introduce, along with body image, it's, like, one of the first things that introduces us into feminism and women's rights movements.
1: Yeah. So I think with me, especially having been someone who, you know, once upon a time I was heavily into rockabilly pinups, and... I was very obsessed with the 40s and the 50s and it's always just been something that I've sort of wanted to find more Mm. out about as I went along. And I think the first thing that kind of woke me up to it and how women were treated and portrayed back in those days is a movie, I've mentioned it in the past, Mona Lisa Smile with Julia Roberts and, uh, yeah, it's... um, it's showing how, you know, the war changed people. They came back and then divorced. Um, and how women were just meant to be this sort of element mm. to look up to of perfection. And they had to do it in
0: order to please their husbands. <laughs> There's like, oh, I'm going to find it. But there is a whole like, you know, like home ec? Yes. Um, you know, like when you, the old home ec. Yep. So there was like a, um, you do like, it's, oh, how, how am I going to explain it? So they used to do it as, so it was like, oh, you're going to learn how to be a wife. And there was this whole list of, um, like things that they would teach to girls in home ec. So like finishing school. Yeah. Like a finishing yeah. school. I'm going to try and find it because it was like insane, the stuff that they were saying. Yeah. Mm. So,
1: basically, I wanted to start off with the Second World War. So, both men and women were expected to either assist uh, to help with the war or the men were left to go alone, fight, then return to their wives and their families to resume their usual, quote, unquote, positions. After the World War II, uh, TV shows portrayed them as love-struck fools or vulnerable victims. However, in reality... Divorce rates doubled in reality after the war. They doubled because you've got these people who went and fought, mm-hmm. people who were separated for a long period of time, saw traumatic okay. shit and they didn't know how to cope. There, there wasn't counselling back then mm-hmm. for, you know, PTSD and everything that they saw and Well even, it just grew
0: apart. They were different people. Even now though, like the idea of dealing with your emotions as a male, like, you know, a lot of the time boys are not – boys don't know how to deal with their emotions and not because of any fault of their own but the fact that there's a a societal impact on what it means to be a man and showing emotions and talking about your feelings and, you know, if you go into war, you've lost your part, like your best friends and Mm -hmm. you've seen them die and you've seen the worst that humanity can give you and then you come home and you're expected to shut up about it. Yeah. And then – but then it's like this internalised anger that I found – This article from Housekeeping Monthly from uh, the 1950s. Mm -hmm. Uh, 1955. So how to be a good wife. Have dinner ready. Plan ahead even the night before for a delicious meal ready on time for his return. This is a way of letting him know that you've been thinking about him and a concern for his needs. Most men are hungry when they come home and the prospect of a good meal, especially his favorite dish, is part of the warm welcome needed two prepare yourself take 15 minutes to rest so you look refreshed when he arrives touch up your makeup put a little ribbon in your hair and be fresh looking he has he just has been with a lot of work weary people (laughs) gets better be a stepford wife i don't know what a stepford wife is we'll get into (laughs) that this is number five Mm -hmm. don't complain if he's late home for dinner, or even if he stays out all night, count this as a minor compared to what he might have gone through during the day. Arrange his pillow and offer to take off his shoes, speak in a low, soothing, pleasant voice.
1: <laughs> I would have sucked back
0: then. <laughs> oh, dear. Someone, someone wrote, whoever says we should take a leaf from the 50s housewife handbook can go and take a running jump. Fuck you. <laughs> oh the Well
1: best. going into Stepford wife, so just googled up. So the term of Stepford Wife meaning a submissive, docile, youthful, and beautiful wife, the Stepford wife is a woman who subordinates her life purpose to the desires of her husband
0: and her children. Sounds like a personal hell. <laughs> Pretty much. If you want to be a housewife and it's a choice, go ahead. But it's the expectation that every aspect of your life is going to be controlled by someone else. It's like if I'm like, you know what, I've completely changed my mind. I now want kids and I want to stay home with them all day. (laughs) No. But like (laughs) let's say that was my choice. Then that's a choice that people make. So it's like that is 100% good. Do it. That's what you want to do. There's nothing wrong with that. Even when I was
1: pregnant and then I was a new mum, I had this visualisation for myself as a person that I would represent that, that he would come home every night to a home-cooked meal, the place would be tidy, my child would be happy, bathed, all good to go. I was lucky to even get out of my pyjamas some days. Yeah. And I remember putting so much stress and anxiety on myself to think that I couldn't be this person and I couldn't understand what was wrong with me. And I remember Kevin saying to me, I would much rather come home to you in your pyjamas, be smiling, happy, have our kid on the floor or, Mm. you know, you playing with him and rolling around and having a joyous time and dinner not be cooked and we having to get takeout. Rather than you having a shit day, being overly stressed, mm-hmm. angry that you had to feel the need to put dinner on the table just to please me. And then drowning the kid in the bathtub and then setting the place on fire, <laughs> which is... Don't watch the Joy Luck Club movie. That's all I'm
0: going to say. Is that, is that what happens? Because it's a very common thing for mothers um, to have... She well, drowned her baby. When I say common... Heartbreaking. It's, happen- it's happened multiple times. It's pr- like postnatal depression mm-hmm. um, and pressure of being a mother. And even if you haven't had a connection with a child, um, people will drown their babies and then kill themselves or just kill their children or they feel yeah. like there's no way out of it. And it's like it happens a lot. <laughs> i I'm just reading some of these. I was things.
1: still even – I put so much pressure on myself, you know. I have to breastfeed. Breast is best. Breast <laughs> is best. Watching things in the media, <laughs> you know, I I just, I was so disappointed that I couldn't live up to this certain expectation that I had set for myself. Mm. And then I went into postnatal depression. Look where that got me, you yeah. know. It just, um, it's really sad to think that what we see on a daily basis and what we, how we want to learn certain things and, you know, Facebook mm-hmm. is a lot of – you yeah. become part of parenting groups and that social yeah. media
0: side of things and women are crazy. Face, Facebook is like um, – it's it's designed to fuck with your head. Yeah. Like it's designed – when you get that little ping of a notification or a like, that's like sends off the serotonin and endorphins in your brain. It's like, oh cool. It's the same thing that happens when you're addicted to something. Yeah. You know, and like Facebook – and the other thing is like we have like this whole um, – social learning so mm-hmm. we all learn from each other and watching each other and seeing our parent or seeing our friends or whatever mm-hmm. so when we learn about this stuff from media and the representation of a perfect wife or the perfect woman or you know you need to be thin slim thick like which mm-hmm. you mentioned before you know there's the look the type you know the docile be quiet you know don't speak unless you're spoken to like it's just people then you go against that mm-hmm. and people are like what the fuck like we have a whole podcast dedicated to just us talking for hours about shit that pisses us off Mm -hmm. and things that are wrong and people say oh that's just bitching but it's not because that's the people who speak out women who speak out against the issues that they care about get labeled as bitchy Mm -hmm. as you see
1: with i was um, saying to be earlier ...that there's a movie called The Long Shot. It's got Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron in it. And she's uh, vice president going to run for president. He becomes a love interest in the film. And so she's sitting down with um, analysts who are trying to work out... ...you know, 85% of Americans think that you're... You know, you have great etiquette and poise and mm. then but, you know, your humor's on the 75% so it's not too great and everything. And, um, and yeah, and when she said, you know, if I talk in a certain manner, I'm bitchy, mm. I'm demanding, I'm, you know, this awful bitch that people just think I'm an angry woman. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: you literally have to watch everything you do. You should see, like, with the presidential things with the Democrats, um, Democratic candidates in America right now. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them are women. So we've got um, my two favourite, which is ironic that I would mention this, but, like, Bernie Sanders is an old white guy. However, he's been fighting the good fight since the very beginning. And then Elizabeth Warren, also an old white woman, fighting the good fight since the very beginning. But then you also have Kamala Harris. She's black, but she's also a cop. So there's some issues that go in with that because she has some allegiance to law enforcement and obviously yep. there's some issues in regarding that. Just because she's black doesn't mean that she's 100% in that. Yep. Um, there's one woman who's a spiritual advisor. Oh, I was
1: watching an interview
0: and she used to be Oprah's spiritual advisor yes. way back in the day. Yes.
1: I watched an interview with her, I think it was on Joe Rogan the other week. no. It was a breakfast club. Mm. Holy hell, that woman is incredible. And they just couldn't believe how in the debate they said everything that that was thrown at you, people would get really angry as she just turned everything from a negative into a positive.
0: There are some also issues regarding her as well with her backstory, with her... um spiritual advising.
1: I thought that they would have been. I was like, this is
0: too good to be true. there's always something, obviously I'm like Bernie and Elizabeth are the two that I'm like you guys. But the thing is the women, there's so many women running for democratic um, nomination. Mm -hmm. They're not getting, they have not got anywhere near as much screen time as any of the men have. Bernie's run for president before he was like the third, like when it came to Trump, Hillary and it was Bernie. So he gets a lot of it. Um, But the question is like oh, like when Hillary Clinton was running, oh she's unlikable, oh she's a bitch, oh she's too crabby, oh she looks old, she looks haggard. Like haggard is such a it's such a loaded term. It's like what are you expecting? Sarah Palin when she was running vice president, mm-hmm. hottest vice president. They would kept talking about how hot she was or like all oh, this yeah. sort of stuff. It's like it's fucking creepy. I just the, and like oh, just imagine like you are running for one of the most powerful positions in the world and you've got all these amazing policies Mm -hmm. and your entire life you've spent fighting the good fight or making policies or moving towards this position and then you get torn up on Fox News. Well, that was one of the things that I loved about The
1: Long Shot. They also had people in media discussing speeches she gave or, you know, things that she did at an event and... They had these people taking the piss. It was a woman sitting in the middle and then two males mm. on each side of her. And it was something like Fox News, like a morning show. and Fox and Friends? <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And they were, um, the males were making sexual derogatory comments about her and she would have to sit in the middle and be like, oh, <laughs> oh it's so funny. <laughs> but you could see that she was just like you and
0: everything you're saying at the moment and it's it's true there's so many women that rip into other women on the media as well like this and I w- talked about i might have talked about it in on the podcast but i might have also spoken about it a million times in real life but it's like being the chosen woman i'm different i don't care about feminism i this that like those sort of people who you know oh judging these people for how they look or how they're represented in this way and this way, but, like, they just want to be, like, the special girl. Mm -hmm. So going
1: back to the probably the 1940s to the 60s, so after the war, so the ideal housewife who cooks, cleans, raises well-behaved children and pleases her husband no matter what, all while keeping a pretty and neat appearance. So Pretty. this is what we were fed mm-hmm. um in the media. This was the expectation that one had to live up to. Yeah. And so many people didn't have money. So how uh, after the war? Mm, so how oh, yeah. how were you, how were you supposed to buy the best electrical products
0: and Even know. now though, you watch like an Omo ad, like a detergent ad. Yeah. I get very jealous of their laundries. They are very clean, but they're always Mm. the mum. Yeah. There's like occasionally it's the dad, but it's only one or two. Like it's the vast majority of all these cleaning things, like, you know, the air fresheners and the cleaning products. It's always the mum who's like, it's okay, kids, I'll clean it up. And then it's like, even that is so like subconsciously, Imprinted, yeah, we don't even notice it. And then, when like a, one dad does it, and everyone's like, Oh, wait a minute, and then you start to realize, Oh, shit, actually, 99% of the ads that are on TV, the woman is doing all of the housework, yep, and the dad does the barbecue, and the dad does the outdoor work, yes, and you know, and whether he's that's the fix it, he's the fix it man, he's yeah. the hire a hubby, as you know, you heard of hire a hubby. Yeah, I
1: actually worked for a company as an admin years ago and we had to assemble a desk and get them to put in a unit for this new office and I had to call Hire a Hubby.
0: Yes, Hire a Hubby is a tradesman hire service. You call up and you ask for whatever particular tradesman that you would like, whether that's a carpenter or plumber or whatever, and they send out a boy to be your Hire a Hubby. Um, they're never as... I'm going to say good looking as you would imagine them to be. <laughs> <me, but, laughs> do you come with the car? <laughs> but there is actually like a whole thing of like the husband does these fix-it jobs. And so even though Hire a Hubby is a good service, that even has implications underneath that of like bloke does this job, you do this job. It's,
1: it's like even you remember that? Oh, you might have been too young.
0: Um,
1: it was a Diet Coke ad. When a dude came in and used to bring in, he used to like fill up their vending yeah. machine and he'd bring in all these Cokes and all these women who were in an office sat down and every time they'd look up at the clock and the, <laughs> yeah, and the escalator would ding <laughs> to their floor and he'd walk out and then this erotic music would start and then he'd come out. and
0: so yeah. when people got upset about or guys got upset about Magic Mike? They're like, it's just so gross and sexual. And it's like, I'm sorry, do you watch any music video ever? Yeah. So that's why I was like, well,
1: I, I think that that was a smart thing by Coke mm-hmm. to just go, you know what, we're going to flip it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially um, a lot of those like Pepsi ads and shit where they're just like, I, I'm throwing Pepsi under the bus, I don't know what soft drink it is, where they're like pouring the soft drink or like the beard onto the yes. like naked women. Yeah. Oh, and they're always like, they're always like young. They're like, and it's funny for me. Like now that I'm, I am 21, nearly 22. So I'm 21. Um, but when I think about people, they're like, oh, this girl is 18. Makes her quote unquote legal. I'm like, she is a child. Like my brain is like, oh, she's a baby. I, I just can't even understand that. Like it's so creepy now that it's like, oh, well she's legal now. It's like number one that tells me that you would have done something whether if it wasn't illegal to do something. But number two, now I'm like looking at it, I'm like, oh, my God, this is so predatory. Like all of these things like, oh, no, she's 18, it's legal, or oh they're like 21. I'm like, that's my age. I was I – was. I asked Kevin, I can't remember what it was I was reading the other day,
1: but I asked him, it was about a 35-year-old male who had started dating an 18-year-old. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, how would you feel if your mate did that? Mm -hmm. Because we're almost in our mid-30s. Jesus. (laughs) (sighs) I hate it when the penny drops. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, and he was just like, I I just, what would you even have to say to them? That's right. (laughs) Don't judge me, but I was reading up.
0: (laughs) It's going to be bad.
1: Billy Piper, do you remember her? No. She, yeah. English? Yeah. She used to be a 90s pop star and then she turned to acting. Is that
0: Jordan? No. She's – The is name is –
1: Rose? P- Doc, Doctor Who? She was one of the – Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That? Yep, 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 yep. And yep, yep. she used to sing like that awesome 90s song Honey to the Bee. I d- – <laughs> well, wow, it's ironic that I wouldn't know that, but um, it's amazing. Uh, so, anyway, um, I was reading up about her and she mm-hmm. and her first husband. Um, yeah, he was thirty-five; she was eighteen when they got together, and um, they said that the reason for the divorce was the age gap. Yeah, it's and massive. they were together for a fair while. I think they were together for about eight years. Mm-hmm. But
0: it's the thing is, like, let's say, let's say you're twenty-five. Yeah. And your partner's 35. Yeah. Right? Your brain goes, that's 10 years. However, 25 and 35 as a gap. Like you and me are 10 years apart, right? Yeah. So that gap. Get
1: along like a house on fire. Exactly.
0: That gap is not as big. No. When you're older. Yeah. But when you're a teenager, that gap is massive. Even when I look back to, you
1: know, from when I was 18 to when I was 25, a lot of shit happened in that time.
0: You grow so much as a person. I, like, I'm i at uni with 18-year-olds and I'm like, you are a child. Mm. I just – and obviously I was that 18-year-old when I was in uni, but I'm just like, yeah, ugh. you're so – like it's, it's so weird to me and it's only been, what, Their mannerisms, three years. their thought patterns. Yeah, and they're not, they're not developed. They're not thinking, you know, they don't think – this is generalising – Obviously, you know a lot of them don't think further than the next year or mm-hmm. the next two years, or yeah. like the you know, and that's the the beauty don't plan of you for the future. They don't plan for the future, and so I'm just thinking, how could you be that young? Yeah, and then date someone that old? Like I no yuck gross hate it hate every minute of it. But like. <laughs> Wash, wash, wash. No, 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 no Gotta have a shower and bleach. I'm over it. Oh, that whole legal thing. Like when, when um, Emma Watson became 18 mm-hmm. and everyone was like, oh, she's legal now. It's like, you've been watching her since she was 12. You <laughs> creepy fuckers. <sighs> and then the whole like Charlie Sheen and like two and a half men as well. What about that? He was just like an old dude and was just always banging like hot young chicks. They're all like kind of ditzy. Where did they really think that that was going to go?
1: Do you know what I mean? Like, what was
0: going to be the conclusion? Where was the line? Well, they killed him off eventually, but (laughs) he killed himself off. (laughs) Fuck me, dude. That dude is. That's what I'm going to talk about now. Oh. Do you know the ultra tune ads on TV right now?
1: Not at the
0: moment, no. Right. So you think. Let's think about like ads we have now. Let's say, okay, you know what? The Omo ads or the, you know, appliance ads. There's yep. a lot of women in that. It's not overly sexual, but there is underlying tones of gender roles, whether that's intentional or not, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. These Ultra Tune ads are fucking atrocious. They are two big titted women, blonde hair, skimpy clothing, driving a car, great, ditzy, smash the car up. No, what are we gonna do? And then like Mike Tyson rocks up, or Charlie Sheen rocks up, and then the old tune guy rocks up, and it's like, it's just this weird.
1: I've seen the Charlie Sheen ad for is it a mobile, mobile
0: phone or something? Maybe. Maybe. I'm gonna like, I have to show you this, and I will cut this out of the audio, but <clears throat> okay. Yeah, Unexpected Situations is uh, the name of the thing, which could also be a name of a porno. You girls, I can't wait
1: to go for a swim. Hey, check out those boats. Wow, they're so big. Oh, that's a wig. This is what I saw.
0: Women <laughs> overboard. Lots of them. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. This is on TV right now. And I'm all out of towels. Winning.
1: Breakstone.
0: Oh, that is terrible. Do you? Have- selfie. (laughs) do these all the time.
1: Avoid unexpected situations. Get your car serviced at
0: Ultra Tune. Ready Skipper. Ready Charlie. Boat trouble? (laughs) That's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. And the fact of the matter is, uh, check out our new ad with Charlie Sheen. This was published on January 14, 2019 and then the comments are, these ads are legendary, best stuff on TV these days, and that's what happens when you're a thought, and ooh, sweet Charlie, yoo-hoo, I wish they died, and then someone was like, I'm so glad I don't work for this company anymore. <laughs> well done, Ultra Chain. Yeah, yeah. Fucking morons. They literally, like, someone literally commented, and their picture is of their baby, mind you. Maybe if they replace these four beautiful ladies with four of the fattest, blackest, most disabled, hairiest lip Muslim ladies they could find, then the commercial wouldn't melt so many snowflakes. Wow. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, and that's just one of them. Like, these Ultra Tune ads, and if you're listening and you know these Ultra Tune ads, they are on during the football. And it's ah oh, okay. They're not as so long it's on as that. constant replay. They're on all the time, and the reason I've seen them is because it's in the middle of the football when so many kids watch footy.
1: It's like watching the uh, I think it's a Super Bowl where they have all their ads, mm-hmm. um, and they often get uh, attractive, sort of models. To advertise their
0: burgers. Oh, the In and Out burger. In and Out, that's it. It was like it was like the most American burger. And it was like on a boat. And then it was like a hot blonde chick. And it was like bacon. And then it was like drinking. Kate
1: Upton also did that's one right. on a car. Yeah. <sighs> Over sexualization. With
0: meat. <laughs> Which is my least favorite type of sexualization. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I hate those ads. They're just like it's just you can see why people would start to be indoctrinated yeah. of sorts. And it does sound like it does sound like fear mongering when I'm like, This these ads are gonna cause people to have this, blah, blah. But one ad isn't gonna make someone have those views. Yeah. But 50 ads, and it starts to get normal. Yep. And you don't even notice. And then you have these biases that start to Form, and then suddenly you've just it's you know the whore Madonna complex of being like women are either perfect beautiful creatures or sluts and whores. Listen listen, if you want to be a woman who
1: wears skimpy clothing, you love oversexualizing yourself, mm-hmm. great power and you've to got you. the confidence, kudos mate. Absolute power. Mm-hmm. But if you're Going to represent a company based on your looks for the oversexualization for men to follow mm-hmm. and then
0: purchase their goods from a company. Nah, but just think about it this way though. So imagine you're a model. You want to be a model. Yep. And the thing that gets well, I'm the, there, but yes, obviously. But then you <laughs> get to you get to the the um, meeting with your agent and they offer you an ad and that's the ad that you get and you're like that's that's the thing it's not the women who are in it it's the whole system of being people are writing these ads writing these stories writing these movies and then employing people to take part in them yeah and that's the things we need to dismantle this whole idea of who belongs in the writers room who belongs in the advertising firms and they are very highly dominated by men yeah and then and like we said before men, Are Not every every single man is a terrible, horrible person. No. But I can guarantee you that the writer's room on those Hollywood sets are not going to be your woke, completely educated, 100% on top of all the social issues kind of guy. I think that's why Sex and City,
1: for instance, back in the day, Mm -hmm. was so popular because they were women who were writers who all banded together and... The stories that develop in each episode are their episodes, are their real life accounts of what they've gone through. Yeah,
0: and it's sex, and we'll at the same time, people are like, oh, like women can't be talking about sex, like you mm-hmm. goes against the whole. There's a theory that that I, there's a theory in feminist criminology, which is when a woman commits a crime. Mm-hmm. that is outside the norm for a woman to commit. Yep, She gets doubly prosecuted, mm-hmm. one, for the crime that she actually did and two, for going outside of the structure yep. of what it means to be a woman. Mm-hmm. And so they get more sensationalised in the media. People think that women get off for a lot of crimes and it's actually the complete opposite because so many women get demonized yeah for crimes. I'm going to use Myra Hindley as an example. She's an absolutely terrible horrible person and every minute that she had on this earth that I hope Who she was suffered. She? she was a um she and a man named Ian Brady um used to lure young children English English the Moors murderers. Yes. So she helped murder and rape many children. Yeah. Um you know young girls and Yeah, I think it's mostly young girls. Um, But she, because at the time no woman had done such a thing, Mm -hmm. it was this whole idea of like women are supposed to be mothers, they're supposed to be caretakers. How can she be a horrible person like that? And so she was doubly prosecuted in the media more than Ian Brady was for the crimes that were committed. Did they have children together? No. No. They were, he was like full Nazi. Oh. Which is something you don't really hear about. But he was hell into like Nazi stuff. And that's why Myra Hindley's hair is blonde. It's because she bleached it so that she could be like the Nazi ideal for him. White pale. White pale. God, I, you see those Nazis and you think, you think that you are the master race. You own a mirror, you look into it, and you <laughs> think you're the master race. Because <laughs> they're never like a Liam Hemsworth looking guy. No. They're never like a Hemsworth brother. They're never a, like a good looking dude. It's always like some skinny bald guy. Yeah. Wearing docks and cargo pants oh. with suspenders. <laughs> I'm describing my cousin. He's not a Nazi, but he does dress like a skinhead. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to look at doing an episode on video games. Yes. Because both our partners are gamers. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really interesting to do. But I do want to touch on the Fighting Fuck Buddy which is a term that I did not coin. It was from the misrepresentation um, movie documentary. Mm -hmm. And the Fighting Fuck Buddy is essentially your early day Lara Croft, your character, your Charlie's Angels, your hardcore strong woman, but they're in skimpy clothing. They're highly sexualized. Highly. And it's just, yeah, the whole idea of like, look, it's a strong character. But she's wearing a bikini half the time. She, the, no, there's no complexity. There's the idea of that we've got these archetypes of the fighting fuck buddy. Then we've got the archetype of the strong, callous, boardroom woman. You know, she yeah. has no family because she's just so driven and she's missing something from her life because she's so driven. Like um, Sandra Bullock's uh, character in The Proposal with oh, Ryan yeah. Reynolds. You know. like She was a bitch. A total bitch, and the but I changed her because like she just needs some dick in her or something. I don't know. <laughs> but the whole like those are the archetypes. It's like um, what did Amber Heard do in syrup? It was the but the bitch, the mother, the slut, and the virgin, and that is the archetypes that we portray. What did she do? So there was this TV series called Syrup, Why? and there was the ad for um, the like the trailer for it, it was Amber Heard. And she was like, men view women in four ways, the mother, the slut, the bitch and the virgin. And so none of those, she's like, none of those are appropriate for the modern day businesswoman. So you take each part of the archetype um, to confuse them. So you say the integrity of the virgin, the caringness of the mother, the assertiveness of the bitch and the sexual attractiveness of the slut. And then he goes, if you combine all these things, men are unable to pigeonhole you and therefore they are forced to take you seriously. Hmm. And so that's the archetypes that you see over and over again. The bitch, the, the virgin, the whore and the mother. And those are like, that's what you see.
1: have to say, it's funny. And I don't know if I've spoken about this before or we've just had a conversation about it. But whenever I doll myself up for work, And the difference in people that come up to me, men,
0: Mm -hmm. is unreal. I had the lady say to me the other day, you look, you just don't look like yourself. And the irony was that I was wearing no makeup and didn't have my hair done. And so I looked the most like myself. Was the name Karen? No. (laughs) What was her name? Karen was to talk to you, man. But I it wasn't it wasn't meant in a mean way, but it was the idea of like, I'm just coming to work. It's 8 a.m. You expect me to even put pants on, let alone like <laughs> you're lucky I'm here and I'm not flashing my boobs because I forgot to put a bra on. Like that is like this is peak achievement at this time <laughs> in the morning. I apologize. <sighs> but there are some good things. Yes. Um so the Hello Sunshine film company which is Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. We've also got the um O Network from Oprah. Um it's like there's other ones with um shows being made like Big Little Lies, yep. you know, female made movies um and stories that are inherently about women or by women. Yes. Um you know I've mentioned The Handmaid's Tale more times in my life than any other human alive. But, you know, <laughs> that's a story. It wasn't directed by men, but it was created by a woman. Um, it was, you know, these stories that I need to, be, need to be told. So I think that's a good side of things. Yeah. We are going in the right direction, but we're just not there yet. No. Yeah. And with Ultra Tune just coming out of my. F- <sighs> I thought we. It sets us back. We come so far. And then that happens. And I can't imagine that those models in that were exactly keen on that either. No, probably not. They didn't seem overly enthused. The thing is like we live in a capitalist society when money is required to do things and you need to make sacrifices. And unfortunately, if that's the opportunity that's given to you, you're going to take it. Yeah. We will do jobs that we don't like and for companies that we don't appreciate, that we don't agree with Mm -hmm. because we need to make a way in the world. Like, so many people work for Amazon. Do you think they would agree with all their practices? No, but they need the money. They need to work yeah. there. So. That's why the, I hate
1: putting everything in plastic at yeah. my job. Mm-hmm. Got to do it because it's what the customer
0: wants. Yeah.
1: It's free advertising for our company.
0: Yeah. Oh, that, I didn't even think about that. Everything is in plastic there, isn't it?
1: Everything. Shit. Sure. Everything. Yeah. And shrink wrap as well. Yes. So, when you... Go into the um, department of – how can I say this without giving away where I work? Um, To process Mm -hmm. stock that we get in, everything from those companies Yeah, is every individual item has plastic around it. It's infuriating.
0: I worked there for, what, two years and I didn't even pick up on that? I bought sushi yesterday and I made them put it into a, into one of my packets. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. They were like, uh, okay. I was like, <laughs> take my lunchbox. Take my lunchbox. Put it in there. I'm going to throw this in the bin anyway. Yeah. But yes, it's, that's the, the nature. We need more female storytellers. Mm-hmm. We need more in marketing. We need more people to do that. And just to break down this fucking nightmare that is the media in regards to women. Yeah. But yes, that's that's pretty much us for today. Yes. Yes. So um, next time we will, I'm looking at, I'm tossing up either between sport Mm. and the white supremacy thing. So one of them is a lot more like chipper because there's like so much more that's happened of it and the other one's like, we'll work it out within the next two weeks. We'll work it out. But it will be one of those two topics. If there's
1: anything that you prefer that be
0: speak on, please let us know. Yeah, I love a good research. Um (laughs) spending (laughs) my life just writing. But yes, um follow us on Instagram at Pickles and Peaches Pod, which I didn't break the mic doing that. So I hope you're proud. Very pickles and peaches pod. I looked up. (laughs) Um and also email us at pickles and pod at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions, Get in contact with us. Let us know what you think. We had like one really good review from someone in, where were they? Like Ecuador?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was beautiful. Sorry. They said the sweetest thing. Shout out to, do you know who it was? It was like, I don't know. Hold on. Let me find You're out. You're on the Instagram.
0: But, you know, if you have something to say that isn't going to completely wreck our lives for the rest of them, um, you know, let us know and just... We want to we want to engage in this. This conversation is like you know it's me and Courtney sitting across a dining room table and having a chat, but it's also a conversation that we want to open up. Oh yes, Ma- Mary Cactus,
1: <laughs> shout out to you, girl. Thank you, it thank was, you for um, your beautiful
0: review. Yeah, really lovely what you said. Yes. Oh, and also um, shout out to my friend Millie who completely forgot that we'd hadn't spoken in like six months because she's been listening to the podcast. <laughs> so she knows what's going on in my life because of it talking about it <laughs> so oh. hi Millie how are you going Hello. all right Hello. goodbye bye, bye. bye.